Hey, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... The Antichrist! That's right, he's our special guest! <laughs> um, that would be really fun. We should get Blaine on. I didn't realize on. Barney the Dinosaur was here. Oh, okay. I know, he could have done that voice a lot better, yeah. Yeah, we should, get, we should get Blaine on an episode so that he can be, uh, he could just be a guest. And we'll force him to do that voice for two hours. Oh, poor um, baby. It'll be our longest episode yet. Actually, untrue. Anyway, thank you for joining us. This is a really good one. This is the final episode in our series on the FLDS, or at least this branch of the FLDS, um, because we are basically now covering the Mormon cinematic universe, the MCU, yep. uh, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, <laughs> I hope that's what you thought it stood for, because that's the only meaning that it does have. Yeah, Warren um, Jeffs has a metal arm. Tell everybody. <laughs> But before we get into the episode, wanted to give you some uh, reminders. Hey, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Hey, if you like my voice and the jokes that I make, you can go to listen to the Rooster Teeth podcast. We call it RTP or the RT podcast. Um, you can go to the RT uh, to find all of our episodes or you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts or you can watch us on our YouTube channel. There's a lot of ways to enjoy the show. So go check it out. Thank you. I love you. And uh, also Paige is on some other shows, too. What's up? I got a lot of stuff coming up in January and February. Keeping an eye on my uh, Instagram to get dates and information for that. Uh, one of which being the Roast Battle California Cup that takes place over multiple days in January and February. It's going to be great. Keep an eye on Instagram. Uh, that's at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok and at Page Wesley on Twitter. Yeah. And the California Cup is like a diva cup, but bigger. It's just full of the blood of my opponents. There you go. Hell yeah. Um, What's up? And you can also go listen to Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. Two great shows that, right. that Paige does as well. So go check those out. But before you go listen to those bullshit ass shows, why don't you hey, listen no, to this fuck good you. one? Hey. Yeah, fuck hey. yeah. This hey. is the only show that matters, Paige. No, if you add up the letters in Horror Virgin, but then convert them to Latin, it spells out what a great show. Everyone should listen to it. Nah, nah. this is all we'll ever be known for, Paige. This is our, this is our, this is our albatross around our neck. It's the <laughs> only thing anyone will know about, and it is the curse that we can forever we will do this show until we're 42 and 51 page we'll be doing it forever and now it's you mean we're gonna do it until warren jeffs gets out of prison and it's on site and and we beat him with our wrestling helpers yeah and all of these jokes will make sense when you listen to the episode so have a fun time we'll see you in there it's gonna be so much fun hello 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 For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, These are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. 
And I'm Armando Torres. And with us, we have too many palate cleansers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell Not yeah. A lot. Um, it's good to be back. Just a heads up in case you can't tell from the sound of my voice. I am getting over what appears to be a cold. Um, first time I've ever had this type of cold in my entire life. Uh, it's I thought that I just had allergies. Um, That's I how I found out I had COVID. That oh one no is i thought it was allergies and then it turned out to be the vid <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like every post i've seen on somebody's uncle's facebook where it's like right it's just <laughs> allergies um and then they die two months later so well, i lived so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah, I uh, I thought that I had um, allergies, and then it just kept getting worse, and I never got, thankfully, the fatigue or the mm. body aches or anything like that. I just got progressively a uh, deeper voice, and now I walk around my house all day going, Sam, wit wiki, because I think it's really funny. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, it doesn't. I just, it sounds like Mr. Movie Phone. It's fucking, it's Optimus Prime. I'm doing oh, the... it is Optimus Prime. You're right. Sam Witwicky. It's, that's, that's for no one. That's, that's the for same... Nobody. That's for my godson who has an Optimus Prime toy that transforms into a truck and then rolls and it just goes, Autobots, roll out. Do, 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 do. And it just like folds <laughs> back into a truck or unfolds into a robot. Okay, two things. First of all, go get go get him because I need him to hear me go. Autobots roll out. Uh, He's not in this house, unfortunately. But also, I could just have Julian Fernandez do it instead. That is true, Julian. They would do a much better job at the impression than I do. Uh, secondly, I do like that. Basically, what Optimus Prime is saying every time he does his famous catchphrase is basically going, "Autobots run away." <laughs> 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 they literally folded to an escape Run vehicle. Away! Yeah. Oh well, hell yeah. Um, I will be deep voicing this entire video. Video? Uh podcast. Holy oh, shit. God, Maybe... I hope it's not a video. I mean, my I am having a good hair day, but I'm pretty sure one of my sinuses is so blocked up that it's squeezing my eyeball. It's been a weird morning. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Speaking of hair, I'm having a bad hair day in that I look like I have every haircut i have bangs i have a mullet i have an afro i have all of it all at the same time you might appreciate this i pulled an armando the other day uh where <laughs> i left work early to go see the beyonce movie okay <laughs> the way that you take work off every time drake puts an album out <laughs> okay don't tell my boss this but fun new thing that we've been doing at work uh and we might turn it into content who knows because then it makes it not a, a bad thing sure uh but me and the rest of the cast of rtp have been uh putting meetings on our calendar that say stuff like 2024 q1 promotional sync and then just going and watching movies or going out to lunch <laughs> So like everybody else at work, like everybody. Exactly. <laughs> we found out that if you make the meeting sound, if we basically have a giant, this is not a joke. We have a giant whiteboard in our office in which we wrote down a bunch of business terms and then we roll a dice and then pick the corresponding <laughs> terms <laughs> and turn them into a meeting. It sounds like I'm doing a joke. I, I promise you, Paige, we are not. That's so funny. 
That's great. Uh, highly recommend the new Beyonce movie. It's like if Terminator 2 and uh, RuPaul's Drag Race had a beautiful, glittering, glorious baby. Uh, and it is three hours of spectacle. Uh, highly okay. recommend. We can get into the episode. But I before that, I really got to know. Is this yeah. like a... When Concert you said doc. the... Okay. Yes. yes. What? Okay. I couldn't tell if you meant the new Beyonce movie, a movie starring Beyonce, or the new Beyonce movie, like how Taylor Swift just had a movie where it's yeah. just like tour stuff. What do you mean it's like Terminator and something else had a baby? That's literally the only way I can describe it. Uh, I will take no questions. Um, no, that's not. That's, she, it goes into like the building of the stage and a lot of the production stuff of it, which is fascinating. And it's the Renaissance album. So it's all Chrome, everything. And so like a ton of stuff just looks like the T one, like the best version of the T 1000 melting and then turning into Beyonce. But then it's all kind of a celebration of queer ball culture. And so it's just like people voguing in Chrome outfits. And I'm just like, this is the future Mad Max dreamed of. Like it was gotcha. great. It was so yeah. good. <laughs> I do like how all of Beyonce's background dancers are chromed up going, witness me. You know, it's pretty fucking <laughs> yeah, witness sick. Me. Um, in the halls of a hollow. Yeah. <laughs> and Beyonce's like, whoa, dude, chill it out. You're being a little much. <laughs> um, okay. That's good. I thought the future Beyonce came back to kill present day Beyonce. And I was very concerned. That's going to be a fucking rad concept album. Don't put it past yeah. her. She's the queen. Uh, fucking I, T2000, I say... but it's Rihanna. And <laughs> yeah. she's just running, no! doing the running hands. <laughs> I saw, so I really liked Homecoming, which was the last Beyonce tour doc. I thought it was mm. really good. Uh, it was fascinating, everything that went into building that show for Coachella and all of the like HBCU and marching band, color guard, everything, stepping that she put into it. Super fascinating. And I thought this one was as good, if not better. And I was just like blown away the whole time. It was great. If you have three hours to spare, go. <laughs> yeah, I'm genuinely going to watch this just because I have a ton of interest in like, I don't know. I love watching people put stuff together. And recently, speaking of Coachella, I fell down a rabbit hole of watching videos of the people who were helping Frank Ocean get ready for his Coachella performance, which oh, he shit. which he then did once partially yeah. and then left and also cut out a bunch of shit. No. Um yeah, it's if you haven't heard that story, it's fucking it, wild. Anyway, okay, we're getting into the final episode of our series on FLDS, and uh, I almost or said rather the, this branch of the FLDS. Yeah, I almost called them the Warrens. By the way. <laughs> Oh, that's not a cult, but I would love to talk for hours about how they're con men. Uh, I would, I give me a mic. I would love that's, this is my Ted talk. This is my Roman empire <laughs> is thinking about how the Warrens are con artists. Uh, so we are in our last week of the FLDS. And again, we do have palate cleansers for you. It's going to be fun. Uh, but also I know it's a rough one. We're going to talk about some rough stuff, but by the end of the episode, we are going to get to make fun of Warren Jeffs for so many hilarious, stupid things. And that will make me feel better, you know, because like, obviously, we never want to make fun of the victims, but I love making fun of the leaders. <laughs> so like, sure. 
that piece is going to be good for me. It's mildly cathartic. But then we're going to find out when he's eligible for release, and that's going to be a downer. Anyway, mm. let's go through some sources. So we have uh, the Rolling Stone article, Polygamous Cult's Last Stand, The Rise and Fall of Warren Jeffs from the Wayback Machine. Uh, we have The Rise of Warren Jeffs by Deseret News. We also have Polygamist Royalty to FLDS Lost Boy uh, by NPR. That's an interview with Brent Jeffs. Uh, we'll talk more about him today. We have the Keep Sweet documentary on Netflix. But then we also have a book by Alyssa Wall and Lisa Beth Pulitzer called Stolen Innocence, My Story of Growing Up in a Polygamous Sect, Becoming a Teenage Bride, and Breaking Free of Warren Jeffs. We have an article from CNN, FBI Takes Possession of 401 Children. That's again from the Wayback Machine. And then we have another article from CNN, Warren Jeff's son and daughter allege sexual abuse. No surprises there. Um, then we also have an article from The Guardian, The Lost Boys, thrown out of U.S. sex so that older men can marry more wives. Uh, then we finally have quotations of the prophet Warren Jeffs by the Austin Chronicle. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I am ready. Really quick question, though. Sure. Is that person's last name Pulitzer? Um, yes. <laughs> where we get the Pulitzer from? I don't think so. I think it just happens to be their last name. <laughs> okay. Got they it, are but, a writer, but like yeah, I don't I, think it's well, related to the award in any way. Although, very good book, very very interesting story, um, and it's one that is covered in the documentary as well. But I highly recommend reading the book because sure. the documentary only interviews Alyssa a handful of times. The book is a lot more in depth about her experience, um, and she wrote it in kind of an interesting time. We'll get to this kind of in the end of the episode. Warren Jeffs has somewhere between three and five trials. Like mm -hmm. it's nuts. And the gaps between the trials, like everyone keeps living their lives while he's going through this, this court process. And her book comes out in between two of the trials. Um, and she was one of the original witnesses. So it's actually a very impactful book as well. Um, sure. My so, only point was yeah. that if your last name is Pulitzer, I don't think you have any other career. I think this <laughs> yeah, is... you, I think you have to write if your last yeah. name is Pulitzer. I think you have to write. I think you have to win the award. And I think you have to go, this is a me award? <laughs> yeah, this is... Um... <laughs> Thanks, mummy, daddy, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mummy and daddy. Anyway, so I would say that this is the episode of this series that everyone has been waiting for. This is the part of the story everybody knows. This is why everybody tuned into the documentary. And surprisingly, this is the part that only lasts three to four years. Uh, other episodes we've covered, we've spanned 20 years or more in this series to try and cover the history here. This is literally the last handful of years of Warren Jeffs controlling the FLDS. So 2002, his dad dies. He takes over. Previously, he was counselor to the church leader that had allowed him to take over while his dad was having strokes. But once he is given power, he gets the titles president and prophet seer and revelator revelator i think is my favorite yeah Just it, it sounds crazy yeah it sounds like a terrible superhero like one of the punisher superheroes you know what i mean oh yeah 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 like he just like pulls blinds open 
Yeah, the Revelator, yeah, he pulls blinds open and then punches you in the face. And then 40 years after his peak popularity, a bunch of cops start having stickers of him on his truck being like, we also showed you the truth. And it's like, I don't think you. You don't understand what the Punisher does. Uh, No, most of the comic books were actually the Relevator uh, revealing that there was corruption within the police department. And they're like, "Thin, thin blue line. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I also think Revelator could just be somebody mishearing the word regulator. <laughs> it's, it's because he's revealing prophecy, I guess. Revelators! Lounds <laughs> up. And you're like, huh? Did I? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't think that's right. Uh, but he also is named president of the priesthood. Uh, that made him the head of the organization of all the adult male church members who, quote, hold the priesthood. That's something that you'll hear a lot of different times in various LDS things uh, where the man as the head of the house essentially holds the spirituality for that family, if that makes sense. It's almost like every family's a little church uh-huh. and he holds the priesthood for that family. Um, and then it extends downward through wife and kids you look very confused. I'm happy to answer as many questions as I can, although it's a difficult concept to uh, put into plain language without going into to, you know, church speak. Sure. It does feel like when you do that, it allows the man of the household to interpret it into their own way which kind of feels like it basically gives them carte blanche to say that everything they want is godly and everything they don't like is actually against god and that yeah exactly okay yeah so it's exactly (laughs) as bad as i thought it was yeah now here's here's the you know because i'm I'm sure people are listening to this like oh my god that's terrible um and and again that's the most extreme version of it but this is not unique to mormons uh there is a a group we have not we did like a quiverful episode forever ago but it's just the one episode we definitely have to come back to iblp uh institute of basic life principles but they have a very similar uh structure where it's the umbrella system where the man is the umbrella and then it keeps everyone else dry basically like and it's it's a bullshit diagram that is it's Uh uh-huh it's a whole bunch of nonsense, but it's ba- it's basically in its plainest terms. The man is the head of the house. And because the man is the head of the house, then that means that Warren is the head of the men that are the head of the house. OK. And the tree in the hole and the hole in the ground, the green grass grows all around and around and the green grass grows all around. Uh, Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what we're dealing with. All right, cool. It's awesome that that umbrella diagram is basically trickle down religion. Uh, yes. You're just like <laughs> trickle down Jesus nomics. Yeah, you'll get some Jesus eventually. Eventually, yeah. If you give me more Jesus, that enables me to spend more Jesus on you. Ah, uh, uh, you know, I heard Ronald way. Reagan actually uh, introduced the sacrament to poor black neighborhoods. You know what? We'll get to Ronald Reagan a little bit later during no! one of my palate cleansers, and I'm no! so excited to talk about it. That's insane. I was making a stupid joke about how Ronald Reagan <laughs> and the CIA basically sold weapons to the Contras and then in exchange for cocaine and then introduced it into poor black neighborhoods because they're terrible people, but no. <laughs> but how terrible were they? Could they be Dunna, the Antichrist? Okay. What? Okay, <laughs> sick. You know what? 
we'll get to it in just a bit. Just keep that in, in your brain. Uh, anyway, so in a meeting with church leadership, which are the men that are the head, <laughs> the heads of the men's that are the heads of the house that are still under Warren. Uh, and if you give a mouse a cookie, it'll uh-huh. want socialism to go with it. And the so, head, so, so the heads, the head of the men that are the head of the church on the frog on the bump on the log in the middle of the sea. Exactly. So in a meeting with church leadership after the death of his father, Warren Jeffs was quoted as saying, I won't say much, but I will say this. Hands off my father's wives. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> It's, it's so yeah but within a week he had married almost all of them now at that same like he does the meeting with the leadership and then he goes to the wives he like calls a meeting with all the wives and he's like you women will live as if father is still alive and in the next room but then he immediately starts marrying them um now most reports say that he married all but two of his father's living wives I don't know if that's exactly accurate. Uh, there is a story in the documentary of a woman who had been married to Rulin and then like petitions Warren for her to marry someone else. Uh, and he marries her to someone else as that man's third wife. Um, but she and that man seem to have kind of a genuine romantic connection that'll okay. come into play later. Um, but they seemed very, very happy together and uh, Warren hated it. It was like, and we'll get into what he does about it, but he definitely hated seeing her happy. That's, um, that's such a, first of all, your dad isn't even cold in the ground yet. And you're talking about his wives. Dude. Well, remember he is also the reincarnation of his father's spirit because that's how he became prophet and revelator. Yeah. True. So, true. I forgot all the made up bullshit. Yeah. Uh, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, secondly, he's playing I, with different rules. <laughs> secondly, I feel like I already asked this and I know the answer. I'm just making sure for myself. Um, po- polygamy within this group only works one way yes. and you can't, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have multiple wives, but wives can't have multiple husbands Correct. unless they remarry. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and also I know that you have a second question because I wrote it into my notes cause I knew you would ask, did he marry his own mother because yep. he married all of his father's wives? Yeah, that was my next question. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not even lying. I had it locked and loaded, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked and from everything I found, uh, the answer seems to be no, but I can't find any reason why or mentions of her. So my theory, and I could be wrong. I just, from what I could find, it seemed like no, but I think she may have already been dead. Okay. And that's why that she may have passed away because Warren was not her oldest child. And Warren is in like his forties at this point. And he has siblings up to like 20 years older than him. So like, I think it's possible that perhaps she had passed away uh, by this time. I mean, maybe not 20 years, but he's got older siblings. So like, I think maybe she is sure. gone. Sure. Um, however, I do think that if she was around, he would have married her and would have said it was God's will. I just don't think he would have had sex with her. Um, there's kind of a um, weird does not encapsulate it. Troubling, dark thing that happens where he marries all of his father's wives. And for most of the older wives and wives that have tons of children already, it's kind of almost like a marriage on paper. Like he's not super interested in them. He's not spending a ton of time with them. He's not 
equally divvying up his time among wives. He has favorite wives, one of which is uh, a woman named Naomi Jessup, who was a teenager at the time. Uh, and she's kind of interesting because she's the one that goes on the run with him. And we'll talk about a little bit about what happens, but it's unclear where she stands at this point. It seems like she's out, but she is not gone public like everybody else. Okay. Um, not as much as everybody else. She was in a documentary. She's wearing modern clothes. So I think people are like, I think she's out. But anyway, so uh, he definitely fosters sexual relationships with the younger wives um, and continues to marry even younger and younger wives, reportedly a couple at age 12. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but the older wives, he he doesn't seem to foster that same kind of relationship. So had he married his own mother, it probably would have just been on paper. But still, he. but he's also a horrible person. So, like, who knows? Yeah. Huh. Who's to say? Um, do you want a palate cleanser now or do you want to keep going? Yeah, I kind of do, Paige. I okay, kind of do want a palate cleanser. That's really great. I'm, I'm happy to, to help you. Now, one of the suggestions in the Facebook group, thank you for sending all your suggestions, by the way. There were so many and Armando's going to go through some of the ones that we didn't use. But one of the ones that piqued my interest that I couldn't believe we'd never done before was uh, the list of people being accused of being the Antichrist. Oh. Because we always do like list of people who claim to be Jesus. So this is the opposite. The list of people accused of being the Antichrist. Now, I tried to find a similar list like the Wikipedia list that we've used for the list of people uh, claiming to be Jesus. It doesn't seem to exist yet. Uh, however, what does exist is a list from Rose Publishing and Aspire Press from 2016 who uh publish like they uh, it's it's a little murky as to what they publish but the the ads at the bottom of this are the rose guide to end times prophecy book of revelation charts diagrams and illustrations uh and i think as we go through this list You'll understand a little bit about where their alliances lie and the things that they're interested in. And I'm happy to share this list with you. Um, this list is 14 historic figures accused of being the Antichrist. We'll go through a couple at a time. Mm. Uh, the first being Emperor Nero. Of course, everyone has heard this one. Uh, and they say that his name in Hebrew can add up to 666. Now, you and I have talked about this a couple times where that is not true. <laughs> Yeah. But also, I love I love the I love the uninformed Christian articles that are just like, yeah, apparently Hebrew is numbers. And yeah. Like, it's fully not. So like, you know, you can't just like, yeah, the the numbers don't lie. Uh but yeah, they say that his name adds up to 666. It does not. Uh he was a fascinating person. I did an episode of Ship Hits the Fan on uh Caligula's party boats and Caligula's a, a relative of Nero uh and we talk a little bit about Nero in that episode and it's bonkers like that whole section of, of Roman history they're just the ultimate party boys and it's nuts um but yeah they think he's the Antichrist or Emperor Constantius 
is what they list. Hmm. Uh, now, this is a case of when we talked about biblical canonization, how there were a whole bunch of people that just pointed at other people and were like, you're the Antichrist. No, you're the Antichrist. Um, but apparently this emperor persecuted Orthodox Christians and favored congregations that denied the deity of Jesus. And so Athanasius, who is a uh, fourth century church father, a.k.a. priest, um, accused him of being the Antichrist. But also Athanasius believed that it would be a final future, like in the flesh, corporeal Antichrist. And so that's why he was like, it's that guy. Mm. So yeah, I do like the idea that back then people threw around the insult of you're the Antichrist, like how today on the internet people throw around the allegations of being, quote, just literally Hitler. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of rocks, honestly. I think we yeah. bring, you know what, I think we drop the Hitler thing and bring back the Antichrist allegations. Yeah, honestly, pretty fun. And I'll I'll finish, I'll round this one out with three because this list is kind of divided historically. So like there's like old timey people and then like new timey people and then the absolute unhinged madness. So um, last one for this palate cleanser is Pope Leo X or Leo X, if you want to think of like that sounds cooler. Like I'm Leo X. Yeah. Um, but Martin Luther actually wrote a note <laughs> to Pope Leo X, uh, entitled Against the Exorable Bull of the Antichrist. Uh, but this is, again, somebody calling the Antichrist, like, they're calling him literally Hitler. Yeah. Uh, not surprisingly, the Pope fucking hated it, but there wasn't much he could do. Uh, he didn't, like, assassinate Martin Luther or anything over it, you know, but... Those are your palate cleansers for right now. Did you want to share some of the ones that we didn't use? Yeah, I absolutely will. I do want to say that uh, Pope Leo X is my favorite Pope movie because that's the one where he goes to space. And that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he freezes Martin Luther's head and smashes it on that table. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it turns out Martin Luther didn't have nipples, um, <laughs> which is another big part of that. So we got a lot of recommendations for palate cleansers, which leads me to believe that the last time we recorded this episode, we asked people to send them in. We um, did. Okay. A thing I did not remember happening. So sure. when I got all these emails, I was a little confused at first um, until it all kind of came in. This one comes to, I'm, I will be telling you the palate cleansers that were pitched to us that we will uh -huh. not be using. Um <laughs> But that doesn't right. mean that I didn't like them. It doesn't mean anything negative. And we're going to start it off real strong. This one comes to us from Brian. Brian said, y'all, my wife and I had a baby girl a few weeks ago, and her name is Nora. She's heckin' cute. I hope this helps y'all get through presenting some rough stuff. And then sent me a bunch of pictures Aww, of, baby their, Nora. of their baby. She's um, very cute. I don't know what you expected me to fucking do with this. I guess just show a picture to Paige. Here's a picture of this baby Here's every a picture time. of a baby you don't fucking know. I hope this it helps. It is a very cute one, though. It's it a is very an, cute baby. It is, it is an adorable baby. And it did, it did genuinely make me feel better when I saw that email. So here's what I will say. It won't work as a palate cleanser. I did look at all the baby photos. Your baby, Nora, is now an official part of Cult Podcast. Um, Yay. There is one of the really troubling episodes. Yeah, exactly. There's Brad Laveau, the gator lawyer, and there's Nora, the baby, and they're both equally as important in the lore of this podcast. Of course. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that is uh, every time you share a good palate cleanser, I will share an equally good palate cleanser that we decided to not do. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Brian, thank you for the pictures of your baby. Nora, thank you for being an adorable baby. Now let's get back into the and episode. Brian's wife, thank you for pushing that out. I <laughs> hope you're feeling better. <laughs> Don't say that. That's what happened. Uh, Brian's wife, I hope that they gave you the good like bandage underwear things and some <sighs> ice packs. This is not the way that you... <laughs> okay. And I hope that you have people around you that help so that you can sleep because it's necessary. You are saying the right stuff, but here's where I take issue is that I've never seen an adorable baby and held it and looked at the mom and gone, ah, you push this out. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> oh crazy. I have. they give you but the I good have. underwear or not. Nah? <laughs> they give you the good underwear. I hope stuff doesn't fall out. <laughs> um, but I, I think this is because our relationships to handling babies with other people that we know that have had babies is different. Where like when I go over to somebody's house to hold a new baby, I'm just like, oh, baby. And they're like, yeah, man, I got like 10 stitches. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, I I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast before because essentially having a baby back in the day was pretty much a death sentence uh, for sure. you or the baby. Um, and so in America, it, it still could be. What's up? Exactly. And so it's pretty fucking wild that we just be having babies when they are essentially one of the worst things that you could do. Like, it's a battle. It's a battle to get this baby out. Anyway, yep. Brian, Brian's wife, <laughs> we're sorry that we talk shit about Cute babies. baby. Yeah, adorable good, baby. Good job with the baby. Great um, job. So, meanwhile, Lauren's wives. So, we know that one woman refused to marry him and was allowed to remain in the community, but forbid from ever marrying again. I at, at least that's what a lot of sources say. I think this may be the woman's the woman whose story we see in the documentary. Um, but she does get married again. I think maybe this is just some misinformation depending on who was reporting and when they were reporting. The second woman who didn't marry him was Rebecca Wall, who we have talked about before. She is a badass. Not only does she tell Warren Jeffs no to his damn face, but she then scales a wall, calls her brother, and escapes to Washington with her brother. Um, her brother had been excommunicated, and we'll get to that in just a second, but he helps her escape. Now, post her escape, she echoes the sentiments of a lot of people who suddenly find themselves on the outside of the FLDS. She had no life skills. She had to relearn how to become an adult, essentially how to have a job, etc. Uh, she didn't have any money. She didn't get any pop culture references because she wasn't allowed to watch TV or anything for so long. And she was 26 years old at the time. And it was incredibly difficult for her to start over. Um, and one of the things that she lists in the documentary as one of her regrets in leaving is that she couldn't take her sister Alyssa with her. But we will get to Alyssa's story in just a bit. However, her story is not unique in being kind of suddenly thrust to the outskirts of the FLDS and being unprepared for the outside world. Let's talk about the Lost Boys, because this will factor into Warren's downfall. The Lost Boys is a great 80s movie about vampires, <laughs> but also... It's also a phenomenon that's been going on in the FLDS since before Rulin. Uh, this dates all the way back to Johnson. Like, it definitely happened in Johnson's days, Rulin's days, and especially in Warren's days. But what happens is basic math. Uh, generally, when you have a large group, like a, a social 
society group, uh, boys and girls are born in relatively equal numbers, especially when you have that many being born. Um, and there definitely aren't, uh, aren't enough women being born to facilitate each man having three wives. You would have to have three times or more as many women being born as men being born. And that just doesn't happen. Statistically, it's unlikely. Um, plus, there are some of the leadership that have 60, 80 wives like Warren and Rulin. So the math ain't mathin'. There's just not enough girls to go around. So here's what happens. Teenage boys are disproportionately excommunicated from the group because they could serve as alternate options for teenage girls. Uh, they get excommunicated for things like wearing short sleeves or watching TV or expressing an attraction to one of the girls or women in the group, having a girlfriend, arguing with an elder, or just nothing. There are stories of these boys just being dropped off on the side of the road in the middle of Arizona, no less, with no life skills, no official documentation. Some don't even have IDs and they don't have any connections to the outside world. And it's believed that they have done this to somewhere between 400 to 1,000 boys since the FLDS has been existence in, this, in existence in this current iteration. So just hundreds of boys. Now, there are boys that have been excommunicated and turned their life around and become successful. And many of them now try to help boys that find themselves in this situation. So there are people doing help on the outside. Um, but it's very, very difficult if you're one of those boys, even if you do have help, just like Rebecca said, it's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> like I don't have life skills. I don't have, you know, references to pop culture. I don't have any of that. I don't understand it. And so it's almost like they're starting from scratch on the outside. That is, um, awful i mean truly like it, it's 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 fucking terrible and they're being excommunicated clearly for the reason that these old weirdos can marry um young Their girls sisters. yeah yeah uh but i do think it's fucking sick that you could like basically be the baddest boy for watching the simpsons or something you know oh, what i mean yeah like yeah. that's that's so imagine you're just watching an episode of Family Guy and you go, haha, I love the funny dog, the funny talking dog from the Family Guy. And they go, pack your bags. I'm dropping your ass off in Arizona. Yep. Yeah. And now here's the thing. There are other potential iterations of this, right? I mean, like, that's the common one. In the documentary, they talk about people like hiding Walkmans and they're like, I had one ABBA CD and I would <laughs> listen to that ABBA CD. Um but there are other potential things that happen to these boys. Now, if you're from a prominent family like Warren was, they may move up the ranks of running things in the church and any bad behaviors overlooked. So Warren, we'll talk about it at the end, actually did watch TV and was exposed to pop culture and will talk about it in his books from prison. Um, and but he it, it was never a problem for him because he was the son of the prophet. So he could do no wrong. So they do still need men to rise up the ranks because people die off. They just pick and choose who it is. In other cases, sometimes they send young men out from the group and tell them to come back with a wife uh, because women don't join. Women don't readily join the FLDS really? unless they're married in or born in. Yeah, uh, it, it's not an attractive lifestyle for us most of the time. What do you mean? 
Um, well, what, what part of this is no, 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 no. You basically get chosen as a 12 year old by the grossest man you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's old enough get, to be your grandfather. Yes. You, you get no rights. You can't watch TV. And they uh-huh. tell you that a baby is made through kissing. Yep. Um, but then and, horribly traumatize you on your wedding night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then on top of that, you are less woman slash human being and more one third of the key to a made up planet after you die a hundred percent yeah yeah you got it yeah what part of that isn't sign me up that's all i'm saying (laughs) right why who wouldn't want to um now the third option of what happens and this is actually very 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 common Boys are sent out from the community on work crews to work construction for the church or contracted out for projects for other companies who kind of, you know how people accidentally hire sweatshops where it's like they hire one person and then that person hires a sweatshop and then that person hires a sweatshop and then eventually the clothes make it into Nike stores. Uh, Now, (laughs) like this is kind of like that where it's like, you know, somebody will hire a construction company and that construction company will hire a work crew from the FLDS and they don't realize that it's entirely made up of 13 year old boys. Um, so, but what this does is I think, you know, hold on. I think, I, you, I think you probably know too. Personally, I think you do know, I feel like there's a pretty big difference between a standard construction crew and a bunch of and 13 bunch year of old boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. I think every once in a while the foreman shows up and is like, what the fuck? They're all just playing Fortnite. Uh, you know, they don't have access to Fortnite. Um, but so this serves two purposes, right? So on the one hand, it allows the church to send them away so that they're not near the girls, so that the girls can't develop any attachments or attractive uh, attractions to them. They're distant. Um, but also it allows them to have free labor and to kind of weed out who they want to keep and who they want who they don't. So, like, if you did really well and were obedient on the work crew, they might keep you. But, of course, none of these boys realize that that's what's happening because they're children, you know, so they don't know. There's a um, devastatingly sad story about uh, a young in the documentary about a girl who's about to get married and a young boy on the work crew who kind of fall for each other Mm -hmm. and try to escape together. It's so sad. It's. It's dev. It's for me. It's one of the saddest stories in the document. I mean, trust. There's plenty of sad stories. This one just. It's because they're teenagers, just trying to be teenagers, and it breaks my heart that they're like, "I thought you were cute. I thought you were cute," and then they just get like ripped apart, and it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I know that we've focused a lot on like the awful stuff that they've done, but I think truly one of the worst things that you can do is basically just robbing all of these children of the ability to be children. Like, yeah, like yes, they are also. I I don't want to I guess I I don't want to make a competition of fucked upery where it's like this sure. is more fucked up than this, but personally, um, it like it, the st- any time there's a story of basically somebody's entire childhood being robbed, um, and like we talked about, uh, what's her face? I, I'm so sorry that I just referred to you as what's your face, by the way, uh, but that that woman who uh like escaped and uh like in this is helping yeah rebecca and hel- wall yeah yeah rebecca who and it's like 
I'm so glad that your response to this was to become a fucking badass and help yes. people like get out of this thing. And like, you're making such a huge difference, but it is so fucking heartbreaking that you're essentially forced to do that. You know, you're essentially forced right. to go, well, my life is now completely central to uh, like, I have to now just focus on doing this because otherwise no one else will. And it's fucking, I don't know. It's fucking heartbreaking. Um, so yeah, that sucks. And that story of the two teenagers sucks. And every story that we've told in here fucking sucks. Dude. Palette cleanser. <laughs> Palette cleanser, dude. All right. Um, do you want to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, so uh, did you know Napoleon Bonaparte? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, potentially the Antichrist in Tolstoy's novel War and Peace. Uh, allegedly, they use numerology to turn L'Empereur Napoleon into a series of numbers that adds up to 666. I don't. It. The fucking. It doesn't make any sense. That's so dumb. I understand that I, it's I, it's dumb. That's dumb. That's Is it dumb. any dumber than number five, Adolf Hitler? Okay, that one makes sense. That one makes bit. a lot of sense. Uh, but if you assign the value of a hundred to the letter A and then a hundred and one to the letter B and so on and so forth, Hitler adds up to six six six. That's not even. You're making new rules. That's not how that works at all. Also, I don't... When did we invent math? <laughs> the Greeks, maybe? No, probably before that. Egyptians? Okay, uh, yeah. No, so, like, before did the rise... Form, like, way back. Way, way bef back. Before the rise of Christianity is what Definitely, I'm saying. Definitely, 100%. That's fucking... Uh, sorry, Adolf Hitler percent or whatever, because uh, it's A equals 100. That's so dumb. That's... That's okay. Okay. I'm on board. Right. I'm on board. All right. Okay. La last one of this group, someone near and dear to our hearts. And I just want to read the quote of their description. <laughs> it's John F. Kennedy. Mm. <laughs> um, quote, he received 666 votes at the 1956 Democratic Convention, and he later died of a head wound. They just said head wound. They didn't say he was assassinated and shot in the head and his brain exploded. They were yeah. like, no, 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 a head wound. I, uh, and those are your antichrists for this one. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like, yeah, you can't just chalk it up to a wound. I don't think that's a wound at this point anymore. I think it's a head explosion, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, secondly, I realized that the thing that makes me more upset than the numbers thing is he they go, well, let me tell you why Adolf Hitler could be the Antichrist. It's not all it's not of the all stuff. all of the Hitler stuff. It's not the fact that he <laughs> murdered six million Jews. And it's not millions, that. Millions of others on top of it, which yes. like, it's just a, an unfathomable amount of genocide. Right. No, He's one of the most evil people to ever live. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's because if you assign 100 to A and 101 to B and so on, that is the most. It's just math, bro. The math not, is math. It's not math. It's not math. And I fucking hate it. Okay. Um, this, this, this one actually is a fun palate cleanser and it's very quick. 
Uh, this idea comes to us from Spencer. Spencer says, uh, palate cleanser idea, heartwarming things that professional wrestlers have done. And they even included one that I really love. For example, I just learned that Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind, um, mm-hmm. will bleach his beard to play Santa Claus and spend time working at a crisis hotline. Oh, that's that's great. I This reminds me of one of my favorite Christmas movies that we did for Horror Virgin last year uh, called Santa Slay starring Goldberg. Uh, it's it's a ride. If you haven't had a chance, highly recommend <laughs> God, I love this. I, you know what? I just remembered something that I don't think, uh, I, it, look, I'm going to be honest with you. There's very little connective tissue here, but I got to show you this. Are you familiar with, uh, Ray Mysterio? A little bit. Okay. I have to show you Ray Mysterio because Ray Mysterio is, uh, my favorite wrestler of all time. He is, he represents San Diego, um he is uh like a luchador uh he's very small he's so so small page <laughs> okay he is, he is the smallest person i've ever seen in my entire life he's such but you've an acrobat seen me. he's smaller than you page that seems impossible okay okay so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna show you a picture of ray mysterio here he is i'm showing uh page a picture of ray mysterio wearing a mask um, with all of his tattoos, including <laughs> a rosary tattooed around his neck and chest. Um, but I have some really, again, it's hard to connect it. Did you know that underneath this mask, uh, which makes Rey Mysterio look like a super tough guy, he's actually the world's most adorable twink? <laughs> no, but I okay. love that. Here's Rey Mysterio. His mask is fierce. It's fierce, and he wears the contact lenses, and he looks super like, uh, yeah. like he he would kill you, right? He looks Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Uh, and then here's him without the mask. <laughs> I, love it. Uh, I feel like, oh my god! But I also like that rainbow mask. I'm here for that rainbow mask. Oh yeah, all of his shit is the coolest stuff, and it's fucking incredible. And um, the only other piece of information i have about ray mysterio that's interesting is that he accidentally killed a guy once uh whoa in the ring yeah in the ring it was uh like a freak accident it was when he was fighting in japan i believe and uh basically his signature move is that he would use his legs put them around your head and then fling your body so that you would your head would land like in the ropes and then okay. he would run and bounce off the ropes on the other side and then grab the ropes and come swinging in and kick you in the face and kick Jeez. you out. Um, it was an incredible display of acrobatic uh, prowess and would also require the opponent to be pretty skilled in like being mm. flung around places. Um, and I guess there was a mistake where he basically uh, did the flinging of the head and it like snapped Broke the guy's neck. the guy's neck. neck. Um, but I, I think it was like, the thing is, is like, it wasn't his fault. Um, there was other things at play. Like he already had an injury that he was hiding from people or something. I can't remember what, Mm. but like it was purely an accident and it, it just a freak awful accident. Um, and I know this is fucked up, but. If you're but Rey Mysterio you... in that moment and you like kick the guy and he goes flying and you just see him like dead for one moment, you have to be like, man, that guy's really good at, at acting. That's really <laughs> solid. Like, man, okay, quit milking it. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, a horrible tragedy that I'm sorry. I did this last time, too. I also want to apologize. Somebody else pointed this out to me, and I can't remember who it was. Um, It's buried in these fucking DMs. But somebody else sent me something that was like, hey, I love the show. Uh, I was listening to the palate cleansers and you were talking about Fortnite, and then you brought up their awful thing with Martin Luther King Jr. And that kind of made it like worse for me to listen to the episode, which is completely understandable. Cause yeah, my, my point was less that it was funny and more that it was awful. And it's like the part that is funny to me because I'm such a pessimist is that how dumb is it that this game did not for a moment consider how awful humanity is and release this thing into the public so many people the i my my job uh often ponders the potential use of ai and they're just like it'd be great and i was like yeah except for when people are gonna use it wrong and they're like well that couldn't happen and i was like what have you met people (laughs) like yeah no it always happens (laughs) Humanity will constantly use anything within its arsenal to just absolutely fuck everything to shit. All right? It's, yes. It's awful. We're terrible people. Uh, and I don't mean us specifically. I mean, people are terrible. Um, and but also everything's... us sometimes. Exactly. Case in point, me making things a downer, me going, hey, do you want a palate cleanser? Rey Mysterio killed a man in the ring in Japan and got away with the murder. But we shouldn't be surprised because if you take a hundred and apply that to the letter R and then a hundred and one to the letter A, <laughs> Ray Mysterio spells out I like it to Antichrist. I like it to Antic Me gusta Antichristo. Me gusta Antichristo. And so we should have known. God. Um, okay, really quick, actual palate cleanser for you is I'm gonna show you Ray Mysterio standing next to his son. Um, because this will give you a, uh, an idea of just how, just how small this fucking man is. Um, all right, let's go here and let's While do... you're looking for that, there was a moment when I was watching the Beyonce movie cause Jay-Z features prominently in it. And I just thought to myself, damn, he did stab a guy that one time. <laughs> he did stab a guy. This is Rey Mysterio and his son. Whoa. He is yeah. my height. Yeah, for tiny, those of you tiny little vicious man. <laughs> for those of you that can't see this image, which is everyone else, um Rey Mysterio could fit inside of his son and wear him like a mech suit. <laughs> wait, no, hold on. <laughs> wait, 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 like wait, 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 like the tiny little alien in Men in Black that's like piloting that jeweler guy? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I meant that way and not the gross way. Rey Mysterio. You, could... you meant like a Gundam. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <sighs> Sundom. Because it's. <laughs> fuck off, dude. Anyway, let's get back to this episode. <sighs> So uh, these boys get excommunicated, Uh as I mentioned. And as this continues to happen, some of them go to the authorities, rightfully so, um, and start sharing stories to help convict Warren Jeffs. Now, part of the problem at this point, and there's a lot of people investigating, um, both the authorities and journalists um, talking to these boys, they don't have a lot of teenage girls that are out that are willing to come forward 
or the ones that are, are past the statute of limitations. Um, now, all of this is happening while Warren has newly married his father's wives and has started handing out wives to all of his favorite leadership people as young as 12, um, including Alyssa Wall, who was 14 at the time that her marriage was arranged. Now, some sources say that they started arranging her marriage uh, when Rulin was still alive, but Warren overruled him. Some sources say that it's a little murky, but... You know, Rulin was medically vulnerable at the time, so it's possible. But Warren insisted that Elisa be married to her first cousin, Alan, who was 19 at the time. Now, again, this is forced incest and a forced marriage. And even though Alan was closer in age to Elisa than most other marriages at the time, they did not like each other. Um, and the marriage proceeded off-site to avoid some of the harsher marriage rules as they'd been doing, you know, in the last couple episodes. And almost immediately following the ceremony, Elisa was sexually assaulted on a regular basis. She did not have children, uh, but miscarried multiple times, probably due to stress or just the physical toll that being consistently assaulted was taking on her body. And eventually she contacted her sister Rebecca on the outside and was able to escape. She does this right around the same time that Warren makes a big mistake. See, People are starting to question things like him marrying all of his father's wives and marrying girls as young as 12 and deciding that, you know, no one else's feelings matter. Uh, so he decided that he needed to solidify power. In a meeting in 2003, he listed 20 names of men who were, quote, no longer worthy of the priesthood and would be excommunicated. Now, these are all prominent leaders in the church. These are men who had been there with his father. These are men who had been in the church for 20 years. One of them is Rebecca Wall's father. Uh, some of them are Warren's own brothers, uh, but they are excommunicated immediately and their wives and children were just assigned to someone else. Now, one of the men who is excommunicated is married to that one woman that would not marry uh, Warren Jeffs. And then she is assigned to uh, the Jessup family. Uh, the father of Warren's favorite wife, Naomi Jessup. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a whole complicated chart. You could, you know, red string it if you want. Um, these men are not allowed to talk to their families. They're just out gone. And obviously this has a ripple effect. See, some of them had businesses with the church and the church absorbed those businesses because the church owned a lot of those businesses uh people had handed over their businesses and their wealth to the church so now these men are like okay well this dude stole everything from me including my family let's fucking go and so they start snitching on warren and mass but again they have had trouble finding witnesses uh to the things that are actually criminal for what warren is doing because things like air quotes stealing the business they're like well you signed your business over so we can't like, that's a much diff more difficult thing to prove as opposed to he married a 12-year-old, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Now, Warren quickly realized that he had brought a lot of heat down on himself, so he starts looking for a new compound and purchases a bunch of land just outside El Dorado, Texas, and he calls it the YFZ Ranch, the Yearning for Zion Ranch. And gradually, he starts calling his favorite families there, families that he knew would be loyal to him. And on the outside... People are trying to collect more evidence to try and move in against him. There's multiple journalists, one of whose books we used in an earlier episode, Sam Brower, who is also in the documentary. Um, but 
even when they find women who have escaped, who experienced this, many of them don't want to uh, speak publicly. They want to speak anonymously. And a lot of them are past the statute of limitations, with one exception, Elisa Wall. Now, Elisa's story uh, is how they were able to charge Warren with facilitating the rape of a child. She was still well within the statute of limitations when she got out and she was willing to publicly come forward with her story, name and all, which is terrifying. And she is so incredibly brave for doing that. And you can almost single-handedly credit, I mean, like every, a ton of people work to get Warren behind bars. She does so much to make that happen purely just by being willing to stand up and tell her story with her name attached, which is so scary. I don't blame anyone who didn't want to do that because that's terrifying. And they've lived under his hand their whole lives. He's a looming figure that is scary. So like for her to do that, incredibly brave. And with that, they charge him with facilitating the rape of a child because by enabling her underage marriage, there was a reasonable assumption that she would be assaulted in the process. So Warren goes on the run and this is where this is about to get a little bit fun for us for the moment. But should we do a palate cleanser before we get into a little bit more fun? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number seven, Henry Kissinger. Uh, Now, again, this website has some strange leanings uh, where they call him a peacemaker. (laughs) I'm Mm. like, "Mm, no. Uh, But again, they're like, his name in Hebrew adds up to 111, which is 666 divided by six. And I was like, okay, now we got two things. First of all, we have Christians just assuming that the Hebrew language is numbers. And then secondly, we have them just playing loosey goosey with their rules and dividing and multiplying. Mm -hmm. So uh, then we have Mikhail Gorbachev, um, he had a mysterious birthmark on his head and maybe it looked like a six if you stared at it long enough. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, maybe his his birthmark was the mark of the beast. Okay. That's... Um now Again, here's a... this is one of those other things where it's like you're looking at the wrong stuff because you could make a very good. Convincing... It was like Henry Kissinger firebombed Cambodia. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a reason he could be on this list. Henry Kissinger literally caused like a like a fucking revelation style reality on all of those people and yeah, we're like rest in piss, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Uh but number 9, uh Pope John Paul II and all it says is that he recovered from a serious gunshot wound after an assassination attempt. I don't know why that makes you the antichrist. If that is the qualification for the Antichrist, I have another name to submit to this list. 50 Cent? (laughs) Maybe? I don't know. Damn, you're going to do Curtis like that? That's crazy. I would never. I would never do Curtis like that. I love the power universe. Uh, (laughs) But those are my three. And then I've got got the craziest three for the end. All right. Um, Okay. Go ahead. I have I have I have stopped looking at the palate cleansers that people have sent me and I've gone full hog on following somebody's suggestion of like things that professional wrestlers do. I am just going to give you Rey Mysterio facts for the rest oh, of the geez. episode. Okay. All um, right. Earlier I mentioned that he had that rosary necklace tattoo that goes around yeah. him. Um, I found out that's because Rey Mysterio, deeply religious man, uh, one time went on the road and realized that he had forgotten his rosary 
Uh, and so if so, he tattoos it, he never forgets it. So he would tattoo it on him so he would never forget it. Although, the way the story is told, it is implied that he realized he forgot them and his first reaction was not to go buy more, but was to go get a permanent tattoo, which I think is super awesome. But also maybe a slight miscalculation when you are... Somebody who could basically afford anything you want at any time ever, any, any time. But anyway, that's super cool. And I do genuinely like it. And also I want to be specific here. I'm not dunking on Rey Mysterio because I think he is incredible, but also I could dunk on Rey Mysterio because he is four feet tall. <laughs> I mean, here's what I will say. I think those tattoos look cool. I've seen a lot of people with those and I'm like, that it is a look. It's yeah. a look. I think Rey Mysterio is the awesomest person, uh, and I love him so very much. So yeah, uh, that's my Rey Mysterio fact, and I'm keeping, I'm keeping the the best one for last. Okay, so Warren's on the run now. He does come back to the communities a couple times to perform marriages in a Winnebago. Uh, <laughs> you okay? You it's fucking... a chapel that they uh, a Winnebago chapel, but eventually Warren was caught. <laughs> It literally only a couple months later during a routine traffic stop. And we've got to talk about it. So on August 28th, 2006, at about nine at night, uh, Warren Jeffs was pulled over on I-15 in Clark County, Nevada, mm. uh, because he had purchased a brand new car that had temporary license plates. And that's the car he was using to escape. And they couldn't see the temporary license plates clearly do you want to guess what kind of car he bought? Oh my god! Um, what what this year is was this? Two thousand six, by the way. Two thousand six. I'm gonna say he bought a Ford Bronco. Very close. Uh, he bought a bright red. No. <laughs> yeah, two thousand seven, uh, because it was brand new Cadillac Escalade. No, that's. <laughs> That's so dumb. A red Escalade. A brand new red Escalade. I was like, red? <laughs> the most obvious? Like, I, what are you... Black! Buy a black Escalade! Like, jeez. I really, really got to get out of here completely unnoticed. What is... What What do you have in, in terms of, like... Um, the least susceptible car and they look around on a lot of like a yellow corvette like a blue racing honda and he goes eh, well uh -huh. the most normal car i have is a red cadillac escalate what the fuck do you have kind like of... a bright yellow bumblebee convertible <laughs> I was just going to say, every single, like, a red Cadillac Escalade is the car that a Transformer turns into when it's not yes. a Transformer. It's so noticeable. Now, in the Escalade was his favorite wife, Naomi Jessup, and his brother, Isaac, helping mm -hmm. him escape. And in the car, they found four computers, 16 cell phones, a bag of disguises, which included three different wigs and 12 <laughs> pairs of sunglasses <laughs> and more than $55,000 in cash. Oh, my God. Was the cash wearing a wig? <laughs> and 12 sunglasses. Um, I like to think that some of the sunglasses were just drawn sunglasses on, on Benjamin Franklin on the bills. <laughs> Oh my um, god, this is like a fucking cartoon character's plan yes, to escape. What it's the fuck? It's so funny. <laughs> 
this is so dumb. It's incredibly dumb. And the police obviously questioned uh, his brother and his wife, Naomi, uh, and they were released. But Warren was arrested. Uh, Thus brings us to the circus that is Warren Jeff's trial. His trial spans multiple years, multiple trials, multiple states. He's first convicted in Utah, but it's overturned. He's then set to be tried in Arizona, but that case is dropped. Finally, he is charged in Texas in 2011 after Elisa's book comes out in 2008 uh, on two counts of sexual assault of a child. Now, some of that is factored into Brent uh, Jeff's complaints of the abuse that he uh, suffered at the Alta Academy, Mm -hmm. but also two of Warren's own children a daughter and a son come forward and they uh, give testimony that they were sexually assaulted as children. In addition to multiple wives that now come forward after Elisa has come forward that solidified those charges in 2011. Now in the midst of that, while Warren is still undergoing trials in 2008, the FBI gets a tip from someone claiming to be a member of the FLDS living in the compound at the time. It turns out to be a fake tip, uh, but they do show up at the compound and take 401 children away before eventually returning them and reuniting them with their mothers. But a lot of these mothers were teen brides that this is all they've known. Uh, they, They do care for their kids and love their kids, but they were born into and married into this group. And they did provide them with some therapy and some resources to try and get out. But some people chose to stay in. Some people got out. Some people stayed in. I would say that's a really great part of the documentary is kind of talking to different people who had different experiences following that raid, um, which was very traumatic for a lot of people. Uh, But that happens while Warren is still in prison, where some people just still continue to believe that he is the prophet. They believe it so much so that they start defrauding our welfare system, the country's Mm. welfare system, to fund a book. Um, Now, this book comes after Warren in prison undergoes multiple hunger strikes uh, and at one point is placed in a medical coma, but he does recover. And he writes a book of end times predictions for 2012. Uh, And I'd like to read some of that to you. Now, the book is called Jesus Christ Message to All Nations. Um, Mostly, mostly, Uh it calls for the following. A, releasing Warren Jeffs or the world will end. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Obvious one. Secondly, warnings to specific countries, specifically white countries, because some of the other things it includes are compilations of quotations and notes from other times in his life uh, where he is just super fucking racist. And like one, I'd like to read one of them to you. Now, it's not in the book. It's from a separate sermon documented by the Austin Chronicle Mm -hmm. uh, because they found an audio clip of it. But it's Warren talking about the Beatles. Um, where Warren says, quote, I was watching a documentary one day and on came these people talking about a certain black man. He means little Richard. Now to skip over some of the harsher language of this quote, uh, he, it was revealed in this program that he was homosexual, immoral, and on drugs. The worst kind of person. How dare you say that about little Richard? Little Richard's the best. Yeah. Um, well, he's yeah. literally the embodiment of woo. Yes, and I have somewhere a signed picture of Little Richard from my desk in my old house that I have to put up in my new house that I haven't unpacked yet. But um, he then said it showed a modern rock group, the Beatles. It showed them as, and I've never heard this, 
Pingy Pangy? Pingy Pangy? Pingy Pangy, Pingy Pangy? What the fuck? I don't know. Unnoticed, useless people no one would hire. The literal Beatles. And so the manager of their group called in little Richard to teach them how to do it. And again, I'm saying this in a kinder way. He's using the N-word. I'm not gonna. Sick. But he does. Sick. Um, That's super dope. And what happened then, they went worldwide and all other music has followed that pattern. The most famous of we call the rock groups. So when you enjoy the Beatles, the rock music, the beats, and maybe even toned down with an orchestra, you're enjoying the spirit of the black race. And that's what I emphasize to students. And it is to rock the soul and lead the person to immorality, corruption, and to forget their prayers, forget their God. And thus the world has partaken in the spirit of the N-word race, accepting their ways. Yeah, so that, like, remember when I told you he was awful and yeah. super racist? That's one of the things he wrote down. <laughs> like, that's who this is. So don't feel bad about making fun of him. He's awful. But moreover than that, in 2016, an investigation into that terrible book where he wrote these things, uh, they found out that it was financed through defrauding government welfare programs. The book's kind of hard to get now, <laughs> but they had to make sure that the money wasn't getting back to him. And I'll tell you one last thing before I launch into our last palate cleanser, because I think this last fact is maybe the most frustrating and disturbing. He is eligible for parole in 2038. No, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. That so, sucks. Yeah. Uh, let's go right into it. Ronald Reagan might be the Antichrist. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. Did you have a question before we did that? Well, I <laughs> I had a couple of comments, uh, but I now I'm uh, okay. I have a couple of comments. First of all, I think that racism is never okay, and it's a bad Correct. thing to do. However, Agreed. it's weird again. Just like that, he acknowledges that black people invented rock music, but still thinks it's bad. Yes, it's <laughs> yeah. No, I I caught that too. That's the first time I've ever necessarily seen that take on it, where normally right. it's like, no, rock music is the white man's music. I listen yeah. to the Eagles. And you're like, okay, well, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Here's what's really interesting to me, though, too, is like, this is such a weird route to take to shit on both Little Richard and the Beatles when the Beatles literally said they were bigger than Jesus. It's, I know. It's an, It's just, it's so easy to take that hate route that you took but, the hate route less traveled, I guess. I True, but also remember that this is Warren Jeffs we're talking about. I think if you asked Warren Jeffs, he's bigger than Jesus. You know what? Fair enough. Because he's the prophet. That yeah. is, yeah, I forget about that. Um, secondly, I love a book called Jesus Christ because it doesn't matter how it's written or the fact that it was like Jesus Christ, a message for the world. When I see that cover of that book, my brain's going to go, Jesus Christ. It's like in in complete <laughs> shock. Or I'm going to go, Jesus Christ. Uh, and I'm the- Jesus the, Christ. I'm we the love protector you, God. of God. Yeah. He got married a year ago. Good for him. Jesus Christ. Congratulations to you both. I follow him on Instagram. It's the best Instagram follow I've had in a long time. Oh, my God. Um, and then- Jesus Christ. I guess my last thought is, uh, hey, bro, fucking, when did you say he gets out? 20, 30, 2038. 20, it's on site. 
2038? Yeah, that's... Uh, well, he's eligible for parole. I think it's unlikely he will get it. That's 15 years from now. I will be... Okay, hold on. I got to make myself sad really quick. I will be 42, right? Is mm-hmm. that correct? Um, I'll be dead. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll be 51. I, will, I, I might be dead. I might also be dead, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't live a... You know what? Here's what I'm saying. Bro, if you're mm. listening to this in prison, and I know you are, that's my favorite bit I to know, do. I know that in prison you've smuggled an iPod Touch in through somebody's somebody's butt purse, and you're listen <laughs> you're using it just to listen to cold podcast. Using it just to listen to cold podcast. Um, hey dog, if we're both alive in 15 years and out of prison, let's fucking let's duke it out. All right, let's pay per view this shit. Fucking creator clash. I'm a creator. I make stuff. You're a sort of creator. You you generate a lot we of trauma. Sadness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, let's do it. Let's fucking go. I'm gonna. <laughs> God damn it! I just I don't want him to be out of prison. I don't think. Okay. Here's how much I hate this guy. I'm all about abolishing prison and and I want him locked up forever. You know what I mean? It is my my personal in, internal struggle with uh, my desire for report, reform in the carceral system because I do think it needs massive reform and that it does not function well. But then I also think about people who are dangerous. And yeah. I'm like, what do we do with those people? And I don't have all the answers. Um, but I think we should continue the discussion regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, again, I know this isn't right, but I think that we should continue the discussion of me kicking this guy's ass. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Get get the ladder and the monster can. Holy shit. Is that Rey Mysterio? And then he comes out and he fucking <laughs> and then it's Japan all over again. But this time he planned it. Yes, exactly. I love it. Oh, my God. Rey Mysterio kills the prophet. That would be a great. Here that, what a legend. That's right. like the lost Santo movie. <laughs> El Santo versus the FLDS. <laughs> El Santo versus the prophet. The revelator. <laughs> <laughs> and the poster has like the person looking over the whole thing like this with his hands together is yes. fucking little Richard. And he's watching the whole yes. thing. Oh, oh, woo. All right, cool. So Ronald Reagan woo! might be the Antichrist. Ronald Reagan might be the Antichrist because he has six letters in each of his name. Are you plus fucking he recovered from a gunshot wound? You're so close. Again, every time. What the fuck, man? I know. I'm like literally the contrast. This is you're so fucking close to the right reasons and you're Okay. Alright. That's so stupid. Are all of these, who sponsored this fucking cool math games for kids? Why is it all about <laughs> it's, numbers? It's cool end games, math games for conservatives. <laughs> um, Sick. Because the next one, I and I know you saw this coming. This is the most obvious one. Uh, Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Barney the Dinosaur. Because if you spell out cute purple dinosaur in Latin... Uh, but then extract the Roman numbers, only leaving the Roman numerals, and then add all the numerals together. The result is 666. This is the whole reason I wanted to use this list is because I read down and got to Barney the Dinosaur, and I was like, hell yeah. I'm going to fucking bash my skull against a wall. That is the most, that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. 
if you almost hold on. as stupid as the next one no go ahead <laughs> hold on because i gotta make sure i got this right barney might be the antichrist because right? if you write out the sentence cute Purple, purple dinosaur, dinosaur in Latin and remove the letters, leaving only the numerals that correspond to number amounts. This is I first of all, it's not even like, OK, the show is not called Barney colon cute purple dinosaur. Cute purple dinosaur. That is just a descriptor that you have come up with in order to make this math work. The amount of, I have to believe this is deep satire, Paige. If this, I hope so. I is, hope so. If it is, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I love this, and I need to believe that it's not real because otherwise, I'm gonna have a fucking aneurysm. Okay, next up. Well, next one I think probably was obvious uh, because given who is making this list, uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> oh, because oh. the day after the 2008 election, the Illinois pick three lottery numbers were six, six, six. There's no reference to prove that they just said it. We're supposed to ex- accept it as fact. They, they couldn't, didn't, didn't during the Obama administration they like made the changes to like the real IDs for states, basically conforming like chips within cards, uh oh, became but more also, prevalent. You know, drone bombed drone weddings. Strikes, like there's so many um, things you could say instead. Like any of the things that are actual genuine criticisms of the man, and no, it's because tan suit smokes. The, <laughs> the tan suit was actually pretty satanic, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Uh that is that I want to fucking die that's also what the fuck why is barney between reagan and obama um i don't know but next is bill gates uh because now the caption says none of the twisted ways of turning his name into 666 is convincing but let's face it haven't we all wondered about this one when using control alt delete to restart a frozen computer that's running windows so literally they're like bill gates might be the antichrist just because fuck windows that's that Control. Most convincing I don't, one yet. I don't. I. I. I'm at a loss for words right now, dude. I can't. I. I. What the fuck? Let's get into the last one then, because I okay. feel like this one you might be on board with. Uh, the internet. So some have claimed that the portion of the internet known as the World Wide Web. And again, mm-hmm. I'm reading this verbatim. Is the Antichrist. The Hebrew Hebrew equivalent of the letter W is the letter Vav, which does double duty in Hebrew as the number six. Again, I, I think it's probably more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been suggested that Vav, Vav, Vav would equal 666, but it really doesn't. The, he, the Hebrew gematria has no notion of tens place and hundreds place. So WWW results in the number 18. But again, all of this is nonsense. Yeah, I don't think it's 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 weird that they keep going now. If you take the internet and you use if you carry math, the one, yeah, it's <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking insane person? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the end of the list of people who might be the Antichrist. All right, sick. you're welcome. Most of them are dead. So, <laughs> yeah, well, just the internet is fucking long dead. Bar- Barney too. He's fucking yes. mad in the ground. 
Um, okay. Well, here was my last palate cleanser about Rey Mysterio, which I really like. Did you know that Rey Mysterio actually, um, uh, he retired from, from wrestling? Oh, no. So uh, he won't be here for us to, like, you know, curb stomp Warren Jeffs? Oh, uh, well, you might think that. But he actually came out of retirement, Paige. Oh, shit. And the reason is awesome. Remember I showed you his son, the mech suit? The fucking... I did. The, the, <laughs> the Latino Gundam, the Sundom? Um, well, he, Rey Mysterio and his son are now a tag team duo who hold the championship belt or at least did at the time of the, the article that I'm reading was written. Um, and he came out of retirement so that he could specifically have a career as a tag team wrestler with his son and they could do it together. Okay. I like it that, I mean, probably more successful because his son is a giant by comparison <laughs> yes yeah 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 but i i think i don't know there's something so beautiful about that especially when you like take into account basically ray mysterio started practicing wrestling at eight used his i believe father's name uh as a wrestler because his father was a wrestler or at least his uncle was a wrestler if i'm getting this wrong i'm so sorry but basically continued on the family value of wrestling um, and then did the same for his son, even letting his son use part of the Mysterio name. Um, but I think what's fucking incredible is just like coming out of retirement so that you can do this thing with your son, not using your son to further your own legacy, but basically being like, this is a thing that's really important to me. It's also important to you. I want to share this together. And I, I do love that. It's I think sweet. that's beautiful. I think that's really sweet. And I think it it's incredible. Really and I also think Rey Mysterio could fucking kill this guy that we've yeah, spent oh, the entire 100%. episode talking about. I agree. I agree. So, holy shit. This has been a very good episode. Um, Paige, thank you for bringing this. <laughs> and uh, I want to say a special thank you to literally every single person who sent us a palate cleanser idea because they were all so fun and so good. And um, yeah, thank you. Hey, if you want to find me on the internet, it's very easy to do. I'm at Mondo Does Stuff. That's M-A-N-D-O Does Stuff. Uh, all one word. Um, and I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Twitch, I'm on TikTok, I'm on all that stuff. I've been doing Twitch streams more lately. Uh, I don't know why. I think it's just really fun. Um, also, I keep playing this game called Lethal Company, and I fucking love it. It's so fun, and I enjoy it very much. So, uh, yeah, tune into a Twitch stream, come hang out. Um, I'm going to be in Minneapolis, uh, in December and it's looking like I'm going to have a couple of shows later. If you're in Austin, uh, on Saturday, December 30th, I will be doing year in review at cap city. Um, so come on down. We'll be, it's going to be really fun. There's a bunch of awesome comedians and we're going to be doing weekend ups, update style jokes. Um, giving you the year in review. I think it's going to be so much fun. I like it so much. Also, if you're in Austin, there's going to be a big show uh, at the Fallout Theater on January, I want to say 27th, I believe. More information will be on Instagram. Um, I'll be doing an hour of comedy, and there will be some people there from Rooster Teeth uh, also that are doing some stuff, and it's going to be a really fun time. So come on out. I'm going to make you laugh, and it's going to be really fun and also uh, a blast. So, yeah. All of that information will be on Instagram. Thank you so much. I love you. 
goodbye, good night, good luck, and good riddance. Mwah. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Paige. You hear me every week. Uh, if you like the sound of my voice, you can listen to it on Horror Virgin or Romancing the Pod. Uh, if you want to tell me who you think is the Antichrist, you can hit me up on my social <laughs> media, which is at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Wesley on Twitter. Um, I don't have a ton of shows coming up until January, uh, in which case I have a ton of shows coming up. So if you want to plan ahead, keep an eye on my Instagram. I'll be posting all dates there for January and February uh, so you can get tickets ahead of time. I love you so much. Bye. Yeah. And if you like me and my voice, by the way, I forgot to mention that I do a podcast with uh, the Rooster Teeth crew uh, called the Rooster Teeth Podcast, RTP for short. If you want to go help us and listen to us and any of those fun things you can you can go to the rtpodcast.com uh and it's super fun it's 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 a lot of just the fun talking parts and we very rarely make you sad at all um that's not to say we don't do it but uh yeah so go check that out and if you want to follow us on um on uh instagram you can at colt podcast Yay, or at Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also uh, uh, send us an email to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to send us your Antichrist theories or just pictures of random cute babies, uh, you could send those to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like, like the, shining. the Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. Now, um, Paige, yes. I have some information for you. Okay. Did you know if you spell out the name Paige Wesley and uh -huh. convert it to binary mm -hmm. A-S-C-I-I. Okay. And you add up only the ones and <laughs> okay. then you multiply that by 13... And then oh, you no. divide thirteenth, like and then you divide that by two, like uh, good okay. and evil. There's two sides, right? You get a lot of numbers that don't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could have gone with anything. You could have gone with the fact that I share a birthday with Charles Manson, and instead <laughs> you went with math. Did you know that if you add up all the numbers, at some point you will get a six? <laughs> yes, of course, eventually. <laughs> that's how numerology works you will get a six so uh, but then you have to stop counting because there will right. be more numbers right so you got to just stop so yeah. you just got to stop once you get to the six and then you realize that there's actually that Paige wesley has a first a middle and a last name which I means do. that if you're taking the six that you got from transcribing your name and apply it to each of the three names that's 666 the mark of the beast page wesley is the antichrist boom got him oh, no. got him slacking i think i don't really i mean i don't dislike horses i'm just not around them very much so like <laughs> to have four of them that'd mm. be a lot of responsibility for me um anyway i i think for this one i'm gonna say don't drink Anything Warren just hands you, he's just going to betray you. Sure. And uh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.